Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey parents, Tim Wright here, as always, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. Michael's up in Spokane, I'm down here in the Phoenix area, and today we're coming to you with a listener question, and uh, you can post your questions to us at wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. Resources can be found there as well, and uh, you will learn about our sponsor, the Center Place of Hope with Dr. Greg Jantz. We're always grateful to them and to the work that Greg does through the Center Place of Hope. We encourage you to check them out. And Michael, I know you want to just give a shout out again for the uh, Gurian Institute coming up this summer here in Phoenix. Yeah. If folks go to gurianinstitute.com, you'll immediately see the Summer Training Institute. More than 20 keynotes, workshops, interactions. Um, uh, It's in person in Phoenix. Tim is also speaking there. Uh, at it. I will be down there and we have a number of speakers. Um, and at the same time, if you can't come to Phoenix, which many people cannot, you do it uh, virtually. So all the Zoom videos, everything will be available, right, for a couple of weeks uh, after the event. So you have a long time to be able to look at everything and to absorb everything. So just go to gurianinstitute.com um, and at least check out the page and see if it might not be worth uh, joining yeah. that. Yeah, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, it's going to be good. So um, I want to uh, read the question for you today. And the question is a little bit um, long, but that's good because it's got um, a, a lot of information for us. So um, the question goes like this, and I'm getting some interference in my, I'm taking this off. There we go. All right, Michael, can you talk for me just for a moment? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can but, you hear me? Yep. Yep. My, something went goofy with my, uh, my headphones. So there's always a tech issue. (laughs) Always a tech issue. All right. So here we go. Uh, My question is about my 10 year old daughter, family situation. Mom and dad are married, living together, three kids, a son, 13, daughter, 10, son, eight, bright, polite, good kids. Oldest has ADHD uh, with some impulse control issues. Uh, She's a stay at home mom. And her husband has that typical uh, Monday to Friday career. So here's the issue. Our daughter is a generally healthy and happy fourth grader. My husband and I are struggling with how to respond to her when she is disappointed or wrong about something. Typically, when something happens that is not what she expected, she gets something wrong with her homework or she needs to look again at her chores or she's disappointed disappointed about an expectation, she will get very angry, clench her fists, 
screw up her face, and threaten anyone who is in her way. When we try to help her or comfort her, she switches to super sassy talking and back talk. It is not just a little sass. It is a complete 180 from happy to I want to poke your eyes out with a stick. We cannot figure out a way to help her to snap out of this behavior, and she just digs herself deeper and deeper. She only does this at home. If something happens while she is away from home, she will be sad about it at the time. But once she is home, if it is still bothering her, she will start at the beginning of the anger, sass, and so on, and then it's talk back cycle and just goes on. She has been a little sassy for a few years, but the last six months has become a really big problem. Typically, we try to have her take a break in her room to reset for five minutes. She sees this as punishment, though no consequences have been given at this point. She usually says something disrespectful or hurtful before stomping to her room, then screams or throws things. When we go in to speak with her after five minutes, she's usually reading a book, drawing, or curled up under a a blanket. But once we try to address the issue, she immediately returns to the back-talking and rude behavior, including rolling her eyes, making faces, turning her back to us. So we leave again to give her more time to calm down, repeat this cycle until someone gives up or loses their cool. There are times when she gets so overwhelmed and frustrated that she will try to bite or scratch herself. We've talked about how I won't let anyone hurt anyone in our house, including her hurting herself. Her response is that she needs to do it to calm down. She's also typically more hard on her dad. She was a daddy's girl, but has started to become more attached to me after starting elementary school. As she has had anxiety about school, I wonder if this has anything to do with starting puberty or if this is just something she has decided is the way to deal with things that don't go her way. This is weighing heavily on me, and I know that when she has a rough day, it is affecting my day. It is also affecting her younger brother, who is starting to be sassy and to do similar things when he doesn't get what he is expecting, except when he gets angry, he just wants to destroy things, which is another question for another time. Uh, Our home is becoming a place where no one feels safe from attack. What are we doing wrong? How can we help her instead of feeding this awful cycle? She knows it doesn't feel good but doesn't see another way to handle it. We are currently about to quit seeing her therapist because she isn't really addressing it. And we are spending a lot of money for her to do art projects with her therapist. Help. All Mm. right. There's a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. going on for this family. So Mm. what do you got to begin, Michael? Yeah. um, Well, a few, uh, let's see. Uh, Let me say a few things. One is, uh, it sounds like she is sort of a perfectionist that I think a few things are happening in there in her personality. So there's a, what we would call perfectionism Mm -hmm. in it. I think that is possible. I think it's also possible, uh, by the way, red flag. I think it's also possible that this child could move from this to self cutting, right? Self harm. So really got to watch out that she says it calms her down to hurt herself. Okay, so that, that that's a red flag. Take that very seriously yep. because yes. she's only 10 now, you know, 11, more puberty. And so that's another point of this is, yeah, it's very, very possible. I think this mom is wise that uh, kids, depending on how their cycles are going to work and how their hormones are going to work, girls can go, uh, can really confuse parents because it seems like they're this really sweet person. And then a year later, they're not. And some of what's happening is hormonal, so, right? They're, it takes them a while, especially if they're going to have a really harsh cycle. It takes them a while to be able to uh, manage the, all the emotions and all of the, the cellular upheaval, right, of that. So I think she's wise there. So I think pu- puberty may have something to do with it, especially because the timeline fits. Um, 
the self-cutting is something to worry about. The perfection is something that perfectionism will probably lead her to success, but it could be involved here. And then there's overstim. She's over. She's stim, overstimulating, right? She gets really wor worried or something. Something threatens her. She doesn't like it, and um, she's getting overstimulated. She's trying to manage it. So, so she's managing it um, by being, uh, you know, really angry and. And that in itself is, I mean, not, nothing wrong with that. Anger's, you know, a good emotion. Uh, uh, but she's disrespecting her her parents. She's not mm -hmm. doing it outside, right? Her home is her safe place where she's doing it. And there isn't as much judgment in her home because uh, the outer world would socialize her um, almost immediately. You know, if she carried on this way in the outer world, like, you know, the other kids would make fun of her and the teachers would put her in discipline and all that. But at home, um, this is her safe place. Everyone's very well attached, right? These are good parents, good family. And so this is where she's working it out. And so another element is that she's got, as this mom says, these other stresses that are, that are from her day, right. That are mm -hmm. also accumulated. And so now in her safe place, this thing triggers her. And now the overstim and all of this goes on and she starts, uh, disrespecting and even starts threatening. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the, yeah, definitely counseling is an order. This may not be the right counselor. Um, it sounds like this counselor is not doing enough to help. Is not directive enough. Um, uh, probably, but I, but what the parents could do right away is they could try to separate themselves from her when she starts into this cycle. Um, so, uh, like this mom is trying to calm her down, right? Mm -hmm. The mom's right. And so the mom is engaging with her and maybe the dad is too. And maybe the siblings are too. Um, and then it escalates her, the girl who then says, you know, really disrespectful and mean things and makes threats. If she's overstimulated right then, a better course may be, and at least experiment with this for two or three weeks and see what happens. A better course may be to just immediately move out of the room. Everyone moves out of the room. No engagement okay. in it. Then we're not escalating it, right? We're not mm -hmm. engaging and then escalating. Because if she's overstimulating, I'm trying to engage with her and help her. She's just going to get even more stimulated, right? And then, yeah. and then she's going to say these mean things that fit her mood, let's say, at that moment. Um, or she, she's, she's trying to get power or, you know, anything can be going on. Um, and since the parents are trying for a, a kind of gentle approach, they're, they're not really 
you know, they're they're not at this point. It doesn't appear punishing her for saying these mean and and kind of destructive things. So she's going to keep saying them if she's engaged with them in this situation. But if they can separate themselves, I would suggest they try that. And if she, uh, so that's number one. So everyone walks out of the room mm-hmm. and leaves her in the room to manage her own mood. And of course we tell her this, you know, we tell her this is disrespectful. It's mean, you're threatening violence. It's wrong behavior. It doesn't matter how mad you are. This is wrong behavior. And here's what we're going to try before punishing you. Uh, You know, what we're going to try is all of us leaving Mm -hmm. and give you time to calm yourself down because she does calm herself down when she isolates from them, right? When she separates, right. she reads a book, right. she does something else. So she does know how to do it. Um, and um, uh, so I want them to experiment with cutting out the engagement step um, and and separating. And then see if she, if she escalates further, which she might do one or two times. She might, you know, that may add to her anger, right? Like, why aren't you engaging with me and letting me say these mean things to you, right? Uh, okay, that might happen. but. But what I hope we will see is that she has to self-soothe uh, without engagement from them, and that gradually it may take a few months, may take one or two months or a few months for this to this pattern to get set where she self-soothes, doesn't engage, quiets down her own overstimulation. And I hope we'll find that she doesn't need to harm herself Uh. uh because she's de- she's de-escalating herself. The family isn't escalating her by engaging with her. She de-escalates, I'm hoping, before she has to harm herself. And so that's a pattern to watch. If that if she keeps harming herself, of course, again, I reiterate that in any circumstance to get help for that. The last thing I'll say is it may be that a parent has to forcibly, she's only 10, so it may be that a parent has to forcibly, like, if the dad's bigger or stronger, he may have to forcibly pick her up um, uh, and carry her into her room, put her on her bed and close the door, you know, because what she may do is chase them. If they if they walk away, uh, right. she may chase them and just keep right. trying to get them to engage. And what I want to get the parents to experiment with is the non-engagement when she's enraged. So um, someone may have to do that. And, and that would not, it's not abuse to pick up your child and go put them on the bed. That, that's not abuse. So they're not hitting the child or anything. So uh, watch for that. It's possible the dad may have to do that. That would be where I'd begin. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know you mentioned hormones and so on. And the mom here is asking about puberty. Um, yep. And I, I, I recognize that that's happening earlier and earlier uh, in our daughters. Um, but fourth grade, 10th, uh, 10 years old. Is that, is that even a consideration that she might be, uh, moving into puberty or, Oh yeah. Okay. So that is, that is possible. Yeah. Pre-puberty or puberty is, is, is happening at nine. Cause it could be just pre-puberty, but remember the hormones are starting to move and, um, or she could be early puberty. And so at nine, she's in puberty. Uh, cause one of the things she mentioned is that, that this started within the last six months, this right. kind of really out of control. And right. that could be, that could be a hormone thing. Yeah. We want to remember, we want to remember that, um, you know, there are very few statistically, there are very few girls. I'm going to go pre COVID because COVID has changed some things, but pre COVID statistically, we did not have a lot of girls pre puberty 
who were depressed. Um, girls were um, who 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 were we were diagnosing with mental disorders. We certainly had some, but we did not have a lot. And and then puberty and beyond, we start having a massive uptick in girls with depression, anxiety, uh, a number of brain disorders and mood disorders, or what appear to be disorders. They may not be a disorder, but mood has changed, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because hormones have not come in yet. So um, when people study, like there's a wonderful book called Women's Moods, great book. It's probably 20 years old now, Deborah, Dr. Deborah Sitchell. Um, and I use that in The Wonder of Girls. I talk a lot about this in The Wonder of Girls. And this is not, this doesn't in any way demean or anything girls. It used to be you couldn't talk about this because, you know, it was kind of the early feminist movement. If you said anything about women, you were demeaning. Them. It's not that. It's that there's clearly uh, every physician, every biologist, everyone knows that there's a connection between hormones and uh, mood. Yeah. So so pre-puberty, not getting that, except in some isolated cases, but then puberty, we have this uptick where around one in five, we say, might be depressed, anxious, et cetera. So, so hormones are profound. Uh, mm -hmm. Never downplay hormones. Uh, if you have boys, they are... they. There are other things we talk about with hormones, and they do yeah. affect mood. But with girls, it's most obvious because, of course, girls menstruate and have a cycle, so they're um, so you can track when some of this stuff is especially acute, depending on where they are in their cycle. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk a little bit about the the self-harm. And um, you can either relate it to this daughter or we can go just a little bit bigger. What is it uh, about the, the emotional discomfort a person's experiencing that they'll begin to, say, scratch their face or scratch their arms? Of course, we, we know about self-harm that can get really quite serious, but this is sort of an initial response. I have so much stuff I got to get out, and the only way I can do that is just to hurt myself. What what are some of the things going on there? Yeah. So, you know, there's like a circuit, some circuit issues in the brain. And it's probably, um, it's probably, or highly likely, or, you know, definitely, you have, you have um, uh, genes that really that control everything. And everyone has their mix of their genes. And everything that comes in on personality, you have genes for, but they might not get triggered. Um, uh, you know, they might or they might not. So she she could have a proclivity already genetically toward doing something like this and toward the, toward the circuits in the brain 
um, uh, developing or not developing, uh, that's going to allow for this to happen, where she's not going to, where, where she's going to self-soothe, cause pain to herself, but she's not going to register the pain and um, in the same way someone else would. And then she'll keep in the cycle because it's, because the soothing, you know, it's two sides of one coin. On the one hand, the person soothes them, soothes themselves mm-hmm. by causing the pain. Um, and then on the other hand, they'll say, I don't feel anything unless I cut myself. In other words, I'm numb most of the time in life, but when I cut myself, I feel something. Okay. But this is all two sides of the same coin, uh, the circuit. So there's, there's gender proclivities for everything that comes in on personality. And then these get triggered. Um, Do they get triggered by neurotoxins or something like that? Do they get triggered by trauma or are they going to develop anyway? Mm -hmm. That is of course the mystery. This girl, um, uh, she may not become a self-cutter, right? I could be very wrong. So I'm just asking people to look at it. Um, and I'm certainly not saying she's going to, right? But right. if she becomes a self-cutter or self-harms to soothe herself, then she's going to have this slightly broken circuit. And uh, since she was not traumatized, there's no indication in this family that anyone has abused her or she's been traumatized because trauma will will trigger these genes. Sure. Um, then, then I think think what we're seeing is is you know kind of two genes at work where she's going to self-harm but also this overstim and where this is part of her personality and might be connected to the hormones and you know and so that's why i'm hoping i'm actually hoping that the intervention of not (laughs) engaging can help with both Uh, uh it can stop the escalation so she maybe doesn't have to get to the point where she Mm self-harms of course, and then it can help her in the future uh, to, to just to not escalate with others. But if she, but we got a lot, what around, we think around two to 3 million American kids are self-cutters somewhere mm. in there. It's hard to know. Mm. So this does hit people hard and it, it yeah. it's going to require a psych, psychiatric look if it's true uh, and, and a, a, a good therapist if it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary stuff. It's scary stuff. Um, so I uh, just as I'm reading this through, their oldest son has ADHD, uh, most noticeable with impulse control. Of course, they're having these issues with their daughter, and now they've got uh, the younger son. When he gets angry, he wants to destroy things. So right. there seems to be something genetically, perhaps, in the family, or would that be more um, sort of what's going on there, do you think? Well, from what she's saying, it sounds like he's now started modeling after the older one. Yeah. Uh, right. He respects the older one. Uh, I mean, as every younger child respects their older, their sibling and is like, oh, and I'm modeling that. And, oh, I want to do that, you know, and then and remember that that behavior engages. It engages the parents. So then the child. Attention. Yeah. So then the younger child. Uh, it's unconscious, but you know, the kids want to engage the parents, right? Everyone wants attention. So, so then kind of a dual lesson is learned here. I could model that and I could get more engagement from the parents. So I think, um, uh, you know, we definitely have to talk to the younger one about and the older one and, and just say, look, this is wrong behavior. We're going to try to help you figure out why you're doing it. We're going to try to help you not to do it, but still you, you have another reason you have to stop doing it is because you're now modeling it for your younger sibling and it's going to be problematic for your younger sibling. So it's another reason we're going to isolate you, uh, you know, briefly, obviously for five or 10 minutes, we're going to isolate you. 
because we can't have that modeling with him. Uh, right. And then it's going to go down to the other one. And so, um, uh, so I, I think it's modeling. Okay. That's what I suspect. Uh, what kind of therapist should they be looking for? This one doesn't seem to be working out. What would you, uh, kind of counsel them to look for in a therapist for this particular girl? Well, um, this therapist, all we know about this therapist is that they do arts and crafts together, right. which can actually be really neat, yep. neat ways of doing therapy. So, you know, play therapy, art therapy can be neat. So I don't think that it's it in any way downplays that this is a good therapist, probably is a good therapist. But for this, for this girl, now that they've tried that, now the question to ask a future therapist uh, would be, okay, you know, like send them, send that therapist this email. <laughs> yeah, uh, if they have not already, because this is this mom did a great job in this email and she did and say this, I need to know that you work with this. Uh, and so maybe this therapist is going to even advertise that they help with self harm. Mm -hmm. And maybe they advertise that they work specifically with adolescent girls. Yeah. Okay, those would be really good. That, that second one, most important, do you work with adolescent girls? Uh, you know, um, and then I, I want you to look at this email. Okay, do you work with this kind of girl? And then, and also make sure the therapist has some knowledge, some biological knowledge, so that the therapist can help with looking at what could be hormonal here. And and because I think that if any of that is going on, the therapist and the parents are going to need to consult. The therapist is probably going to be master's level, so they're going to need to consult with, uh, you know, pediatrician, psychiatrist, someone who's MD, uh, might consult with endocrinologist, you know, it's going to be someone who is qualified to look at the hormones mm. and they'll do uh, hormone analysis, you know, and they'll look at when progesterone is up, how, how it's out of balance, depending on how advanced this girl is in puberty. Um, so I'd love the therapist, I'd love them to interview the therapist and say, do you get the, do you get the hormone stuff? And if the therapist says something like, oh no, 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 nothing's hormones or something like that, then I, I wouldn't go to that therapist, Yeah, you know? So those are three things I would ask. About. Yeah, that's that's very very helpful. I I think we both feel for this mom and this dad. Oh yeah. And um, you know, going through that, and and uh, you always hope it's a phase, but um, she's concerned enough about it to say, uh, you know, there's more going on here. And um, so hopefully this has been somewhat helpful for you. And uh, we do hope you find a good counselor to help you walk through these these times uh, with your family. Uh, Michael, as always, we appreciate your time and uh, your thoughts on these things. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, everyone. And thank you, uh, Mom, for writing in. And for all of you who uh, write in your questions, either on Wonder Parenting uh, page on Facebook uh, or you send them into wonderparenting.com, wonderparenting.com. Uh, we'll be back with you again next week with another great episode based around your questions. Thanks a lot. And we hope that you have good parenting this week. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.